Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Amen and amen. amen. Wow, it's a blessing to be here again. And we thank God for this wonderful family we call church. We are happy to be a part of the family of God. We are happy to be a part of that unit of the family called the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. And God bless everyone who has joined us in today's broadcast. For those of you who are here in person and everybody else, we are thankful to God for your lives. And I believe that we're going to have a blessed time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Close your eyes and let's pray right now. I always like to invite you to speak to God for yourself and ask him to touch you. Ask the Holy Spirit to affect your life. So right now, lift up your voices and commit yourself into the hands of the Lord. And ask the sweet Holy Spirit, our helper, to help you through tonight's service. What sort of help do we need? Help to understand the word of God. Help to receive whatever revelation is coming forth. Help to receive the wisdom that is required to apply everything that we learn today to our lives. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you right now. Speak to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name tonight. Yes, um, yamia. Yes, 
wonderful God and we are blessed anytime we come before you we know that because you are wonderful there are wonderful things you would do in our lives when we gather before you it's your nature to do these things and this evening true to your nature we are expecting wonderful things to be done in our lives and good things to be deposited into our lives. I pray in the name of Jesus, committing this entire service, particularly this time of the ministration of your word, into your hands, O oh God. We desire to hear from you. And I pray that you will speak tonight and touch everyone under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say, Amen. Say amen again. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. God bless you and you may be seated. Hallelujah. We bless God. Last Wednesday, I started sharing with us on the topic, Seven Attitudes you must have toward your church family. Amen. And I was just able to do only the intro, the first part of it, where I shared, I shared essentially with you on three important things you must understand about church. The first thing, the first important thing I touched on is that church is not the building or the place of worship. Although, usually when we say we are going to church, we are thinking of the building, we are thinking of a location, and we are thinking of a place of worship. But you must understand that church is more than that. It is the believers who gather in the building 
or in that space or that location that we call church. Amen. And when the believers gather in the name of the Lord, we say that we are having church. Is that not so? That's where we say, yeah, yeah, sorry. And I, yeah, yeah, sorry. You see, whichever one works. So that's the first important thing we must understand about church. The church is not the building or the place of worship. It is the believers who gather in the name of the Lord. The second important thing I said with you is that you must see that the church is a family. The church is a family. And that you and I belong to the family of God. Is it a very wonderful thing to reflect on? That we belong to the family of God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and say, I am part of the family of God. I am excited to be a part of the family of God. I won't change my place for any other. I am a member of the family of God and it is for life. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now why do we say that the church is a family? Because it meets every definition of what a family is. Hallelujah. A family is defined as any group of persons closely related by blood. A family is also defined to be all those persons who are considered as descendants of a common ancestor or progenitor. Third definition of what a family is, it's any group of persons who form a household under one head. And then the fourth definition of a family Generally not blood relations, but who share common attitudes, interests, or goals. So these are, if you like, dictionary definitions of what a family is. Amen. Now, the church as a family meets all of these definitions. We are closely related by blood. Whose blood did we say we are connected by? The blood of Jesus. Wonderful. Then we say that we are a family because we have a common ancestor or progenitor. Not a human one, but a spiritual one. And again, that ancestor is our Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is the firstborn of the family. And we have become a part of that family through what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. We also said that a family is a group of persons who form a household under one head. And that is what the church is. We are one household and the head is Jesus Christ. So the Bible makes it clear that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And we are the body. And that body is a family. Amen. And then also... We did say that a church is a group of persons who are generally not blood relations, but who share common attitudes, interests, or goals. Now, we come from different biological bloodlines. However, through our coming into Christ and becoming saved and becoming born again, we have developed and we are united in our goals, 
we are united in our interest and we are united in our attitudes so that qualifies us to be called a family say again with me the church is a family hallelujah then the third thing i explained to you and i said you must understand about church is that there are different units or segments to the church family but essentially it is one family so it's one family but it, it has different units it has different parts it has different sections it has different segments but it is still one family and that's why i explained to you ladies and gentlemen that there are different denominations in the body of christ different denominations you know we have the orthodox we have the pentecostals we have the protestants now when you come into the service please mute your phone if you haven't done that do that right now mute it all right either you put it on silent or you turn it completely off okay so please do not let this ever happen again and whoever is moderating you must always announce it just before you introduce me to come up that all phones must be put on silent and you must insist that everybody should take out their phones and check and be sure that they are on silent amen all right it's not a problem at all where was i i was saying that the third important thing you must understand about the church family is that there are different units or segments to the church family but it is still one family that's why we have different churches or different denominations all right but we need to understand that it is still one family and it's not a problem if you belong to another denomination you are still a part of the body of christ and the good news ladies and gentlemen for all of us to grasp and be excited about is that when we get to heaven there'll be nothing like these denominations and there is no section in heaven for your denomination <laughs> if anybody has said that to you before the next time you meet that person tell him or her that me i said he's a liar there's nothing like that in heaven because god doesn't want confusion look at the confusion that denominationalism has brought into the body of christ look at the confusion we don't get on well with each other we are competing among ourselves trying to make a name for ourselves on earth church leaders are trying to build dynasties what is wrong with us and you think that god will allow such a thing in that perfect place called heaven with this human imperfection no way so in heaven it's one big happy family we meet we flow we get along it's not a problem so yes there are different segments of it on earth and god has allowed it to be so because the god we serve really is a god of variety that's why if you check the creation you realize that not all animals are the same but they are all called animals is that not so there are those who have two legs and there are those who have four legs so four legs good two legs bad 
You are looking at me in a certain kind of because you don't understand what I'm talking about. Have you read the book Animal Farm before? You haven't. It's obvious that you haven't read it before. So what I'm saying, you can't even relate with it. And I can't get into Animal Farm at a time like this, do you see? But there are different kinds of animals and creatures. There are some which walk. There are some which crawl. There are some which fly. That's how God has made them. And he's allowed for such varieties. And even with the different animal forms, there are varieties amongst them. So, God in his own wisdom has allowed different denominations and church units to exist. But the fact that these different units exist must not create rancor and division and strife amongst us. Anything that leads to division and strife and quarrels amongst the different church units is coming from the devil. So if you decide to play this game of denominationalism, know that you are working for the devil. You are, in his empl- you are on his employment list. It is never from God. Hallelujah. So there are different units or segments, but it is one family. Amen. Now, I come from a family called the Awanyo family. But the Awanyo family also has other families connected to it because we all came from one ancestor. There is the Amuzu family. There is the Giraldo family. And all of us come from Keta in the Vota region of Ghana. That's where we all come from. I said we come from here, the Vota region of Ghana. And we all came from the same, we all descended from the same ancestor. So if you trace my family tree, you see the Awanyos, you see the Amuzus, you see the Geraldos, but we are all part of one family tree. It's not a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. And that is how it is supposed to be for the body of Christ. So anybody who tries to emphasize our differences, anybody who tries to project one church unit as better than the other and all these funny things that we do sometimes, is, is, is doing an evil thing. And it is not from God. And I'm very passionate about these things because I've seen too much of it happening and I see the, the, the devastating effect it has on, on the Christian faith. And sometimes because of these things, people do not even want to become Christians. When we fight amongst ourselves, when we quarrel, when we attack one another, and we do it openly, we do it blatantly, we exchange insults. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. Exchange insults, curse one another, say all kinds of Horrible things. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So the earlier we understand that we are part of one family, the better it will be for all of us and we can go on with the work and the assignment that God has given to us. And no one unit or denomination can do it all. 
So do the best you can in your space and in your corner. You do your best. I do my best. This other denomination does its best. And collectively, the goal of God is accomplished. God's goal and vision is that all men will be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. And that is what we must concentrate on. Instead of emphasizing our differences and, and, and the things that we don't agree on. The fact of the matter is we agree on many more things than on things we don't agree on. So let's press on and let's develop an attitude of let's agree to disagree and just move on happily. Am I saying something to somebody today? Hallelujah. So these are three important things that I felt you needed to understand. We all need to understand about the church so that it can now launch us into the attitudes that we must have toward the church family. Amen. So attitude number one. So now I'm moving into the attitudes. And there are seven of them. Seven attitudes we must have toward our church family. The first one, be convinced that your church family is a good family. Be convinced that your church family is a good family. Now, just to make what I'm sharing more relevant to you and to bring it closer to you, when I talk about the church family in this case, I'm talking about that particular unit that you belong to. I have taken my time to explain to you that we are all part of the bigger family called the body of Christ which is the universal church of God or the universal church of Christ but you can you, you, you occupy a section just as when you look at your body it is made up of different parts and those different parts are occupying different places in your body your leg has where it occupies, your, 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 your arm has where it occupies, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, your intestines. They have regulated places that they occupy. And they stay there. Alright? So, that's where they occupy. And they're supposed to flow happily there. There must be no quarrel between the left kidney and the right kidney that you are entering my space. What foolishness is this? So when I'm talking about the attitudes you must have towards your church family, you must appreciate the fact that you can only belong to one church family at a time. And it's usually better when it is like that. Sometimes there's some confusion when you belong here, you belong here, you belong here, you belong here. What, so what happens is that you're a confused person. And, and you, you don't commit yourself well to any one of them. That is why I wouldn't encourage you to be somebody who goes to different places all the time. It's not, it's not a good thing. It doesn't help your Christian growth and development. So although I, the same person, have explained to you that we are one big family, every part is important and all of that, it doesn't mean that you should just keep hopping from one place to the other. Are you a lizard? You can't do that. So you can stay in and you should ideally and 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 it is advisable to stay in one church family and focus there and do your best there. That's when you'll be most effective in the service of the Lord Jesus. How many can understand what I'm saying? 
so now when i say attitudes we must have towards our church family to help you just picture the particular church family that you belong to now those of us here which church family which unit do we belong to what is it called shepherd's fold restoration family is that not so all right so think about these attitudes in relation to the shepherd's fold restoration family but of course it is also applicable to the bigger family of god amen and the first thing that you wrote down is what you must be convinced that your church family is a good family so be convinced that the shepherd's fold restoration family is a good family it is not the only good family that forms the church or the body of christ there are many other good families but for your purpose and for your intention the shepherd's fold restoration family you must be convinced is a good family look at romans chapter 15 verse 13 to 14 so that's the first attitude you must have that my church family is a good family whichever unit i belong to whichever segment i am a part of it is a good family romans 15 13 to 14 it says i pray that god the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him may god fill your life with a lot of joy may god fill your heart with a lot of peace that's why i, I like this song it's, it's one of the songs i like one of the praise songs i like i have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart i have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart because jesus gave to me and no one can destroy it i have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart i have joy and jesus gave it to me and not only did he give me joy but he gave me peace because i placed my trust in him move back to your f please then it continues i am fully convinced my dear brothers and sisters now take note of this part of the of the scripture i am fully convinced my dear brothers and sisters that you are full of goodness i am fully convinced my dear brothers and sisters that you are full of goodness you know these things so well you can teach each other all about them now paul is writing to the units of the segment of the body of christ in rome all right so this was his letter to the church in rome now he addresses them as my dear brides and sisters that's how he addresses them my dear brothers and sisters now your brothers and sisters are part of what your family so he's calling them brothers and sisters in recognition of the fact that they are part of his family 
And then he goes on and says, I am fully convinced about you, my dear brothers and sisters. In other words, I'm fully convinced about my church family that you are full of goodness. In other words, the church family is a good one. And I'm convinced about it. That is the essence of what he's saying. He's saying that I can see a lot of goodness in you. Which can be interpreted to mean I see that you are good. Which can be interpreted to mean that I see that my church family is good. And so ladies and gentlemen, it is important that you have that conviction about your church family. That my church family is a good family. Whichever church family you belong to, be convinced that it's a good family. And nobody should take that away from you. Even if somebody disagrees with you about your church family being good, that is their problem. If your church family is good, say it. And I also want to say it about my church family. But we must, we, we must not split hairs over it. But if you are in a particular church family, be convinced in your heart that your church family is a good family. Do you know why? Because if you are not convinced about it, you will not be properly rooted and grounded there. And when you are not properly rooted and grounded, you will not be fruitful. If you take a plant, it is planted in a particular place. If it is grounded in that place, all things being equal, it will bear fruit at the right time. That is, if it's a tree, if it's a fruit-bearing tree. But there's a problem. If that plant, you keep moving it ever so often, from this place to that place, from that place to that place, from that place to that place, from that place to that place, it will affect the productivity of that plant. How many can understand what I'm saying? And so, you need to be grounded where you believe God has placed you. But one of the things that will help you to be properly grounded is if you are convinced that where I am is a good place. And that family that I belong to is a good family. If you are convinced about that, you can be well grounded and rooted. And that is what will cause you to be productive and fruitful in your Christian work and experience. Hallelujah. So the first attitude is you must be convinced that your church family is a good family. There's a thing, the settings keep changing by itself or what? It's amazing. Alright. Second attitude. So what is the first attitude you must have toward your church family? What did you write? Say that again. Be convinced that your church family is a good family. Gifty, why don't you turn and look at Sandra and tell her that, Sister Sandra, I am convinced that this, our church family, is a good family. Tell her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Attitude number, number two. Attitude number two. 
you must join your church family properly and be fully committed you must join your church family properly and be fully committed so you must have an attitude of i am joining my church family properly and i'm going to be fully committed there is that is that okay is that okay all right so you must have an attitude that i am joining my church family properly and i'm going to be fully committed there turn with me to the acts of the apostles chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 so the attitude again the second one is an attitude of joining the church family properly and being fully committed and with this i am not saying that you should become a church fanatic (laughs) you see and there's a reason why i'm stressing these things because sometimes people take this thing to ridiculous levels a fanatic is what is a fanatic a a, a fanatic is simply a person who has an extreme enthusiasm and zeal for something that he doesn't want you to criticize him for that thing (laughs) that's a fanatic so an extreme enthusiasm and zeal towards something or towards somebody or towards an institution and it's so extreme that you cannot criticize it you cannot say anything bad about it you cannot question it that that's who a fanatic is and i'm not asking you to become a fanatic because there are too many of them around and it's creating a lot of problems in the world there are a lot of religious fanatics there are a lot of political fanatics and they are part of the reason why there's so much strife and chaos and confusion in the world so please when i'm when i say to you that you must you know um join your church family properly and you must be fully committed to it i am not by any means talking about fanatism that's not what i'm talking about at all you must be level-headed in what you are doing but don't get so extreme in it that you are prepared to kill (laughs) you are prepared to kill somebody You, you know there are some religions like that you dare not open your mouth and say something bad about somebody recently <laughs> may she rest in peace i'm sure you heard the story of this christian girl where, where was this again sokoto in nigeria was it a school was it was a school and then what did she go and say it was on a whatsapp platform people were saying certain things and she commented and felt that these things that they were saying they shouldn't be saying it on the platform is that not so and then the people for uh, fine protocol will not allow me to say who those people are but you know the story are people they freaked out 
laid ambush. And they got her. And they killed her. And bent her to death. You see, this madness, eh? It's not, it's not only just with these are people who these are Yanum. It's not just with them. It's closer than you think. Even in the charismatic circles. It's there. And so when I talk about joining your church family properly and being fully committed there, it must be within the realms of reason and the realms of what is right and what Jesus has taught us. That's how it must be. Don't carry that thing to extreme levels where you are prepared to attack and wish for somebody's death. (laughs) You want somebody to die because the person does not agree with something to do with you and your church family. You want the person dead. And you are actually praying. (laughs) You are praying that God should kill that person. Maybe you and I are serving a different God. (laughs) But if it is the same God who commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Then that God, he doesn't just kill people by heart. You think you can manipulate God and move him to do something that will feed into your ego and make you happy? It won't happen. It will not happen. So join your church family properly. Love your church family. Be excited about your church family. Be fully committed to that church family. But for Christ's sake, don't become a fanatic, a madman, (laughs) or woman. Because a lot of fanatism is madness. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47. All those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Now, look at what these people did after they were added to the church. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Hallelujah. Now, this scripture is describing and painting a picture of people who joined a church family and they joined properly and they were fully committed the bible says they were devoted go back to verse 42 
of the believers devoted themselves. To be devoted means to be committed. To be devoted means to be constant, to be faithful. And these Christians who joined the church family in Jerusalem, they were fully committed and they joined properly. How do I know that they joined properly? I mean, to sell what you have for it to be shared among others. You'll only do something like that if you are fully committed to the thing that you have joined. If you've joined the thing properly. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, that, and, that's what, and that's what they were prepared to do. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They saw, they saw it as a family. And they, 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 they said to themselves that he's my brother. He's my sister. He has a need. She has a need. And if there's something I can do to help solve that need, that is what I'm going to do. That's family. And they joined the church family properly. They weren't like a daisical about anything. They were not a honey hole. Had committed. Sometimes they are there. Sometimes they are not there. Sometimes they come. Sometimes they did not come. That was not their attitude. And in those days, they used to go to church every day. <laughs> I said they used to go to church when? They loved being together. They enjoyed being together. Because there was such a bond of love, of togetherness. And they recognized that we belong to one another. And that's how I want the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family to become. I want it to be modeled after this early church. Before their confusions began. That's how I want it to be. I want us to be there for each other. I want us to care about one another. It is no coincidence that the church is called Shepherd's Fold Restoration at Yevain family. And family, you stand by each other. You are there for each other. There's a film I like. Do you know film? Yeah. It's called Fast and Furious. It's what? And there are different series. Seram! <laughs> you know, they are different. I think it's gone now. There's even 9 or 10 that, that hasn't yet been released. Alright? But there's a there's a main guy in it. The main blue man. He's called Dominic Torello. And throughout the different series, there are statements that he kept making about families. So in Fast and Furious 7, I watched it recently, he made a statement. Now, there's another guy he, he acted with. That guy died along the line. Paul Walker or something. Is that his name? Yeah, he died. And that was the last one he, he acted in before he died. The Fast and Furious 7 one. 
so at the tail end of the movie he acknowledged him and then he made some statements there he said whatever happens i'm paraphrasing or no matter what happens wherever you are even if it is just a quarter of a mile away or it is halfway across the world i want you to know that we are a family I mean, that thing touched my heart when, 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 when I heard him say that. And it's not a Christian film. <laughs> he says, it doesn't matter. You may be just a quarter of a mile away. Or you may be halfway across the world. So far away. It doesn't matter. But the important thing that we must understand is that wherever you are, no matter where you are we will always be a family and that's how i want this church to become and you can help to make that church that the church family become this but please take heed to my warning don't become what a fanatic don't go exchanging blows with anybody because the person insulted me if anybody insults me Tell the person that even Jesus, they did it to him. Then me, you can't insult me. You can't. (laughs) You can insult me. And if you insult me, I'll bless you. (laughs) Because that's what Jesus taught us. When they were crucifying him on the cross, what, what prayer did he pray? Father, forgive them. But they know not what they do. In a certain sense, they knew what they were doing. But he chose to forgive them. That's actually the essence of that statement. That He said, I am choosing. That, that's the essence of it. He was choosing to forgive them what they were doing to him. But what I'm just explaining to you, my dear friends, is that we must become a real family in the real sense of what a family is. And we must belong to it and we must join it properly. If you've decided that this is where you want to be, do it properly. And join it properly. And be fully committed. How do I know when you're fully committed? Full commitment, you see it by your participation in church services, your participation in church meetings, in church activities, in church programs. We see your commitment if you actually take the trouble to register to be a part of it. We see your commitment through your offerings. We see your commitment through your tithe. Why? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we like our money very much. So we don't like to put our money just anywhere at all. And so I can tell a lot about you when I assess and analyze where your investment is. So if you're somebody who gives offerings, good offerings regularly, good ones, not that when you are coming to church, you have arranged the offerings. One CD, two CDs, five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred, two hundred. 
you are coming to church, you have arranged. So that when they say, offering time, blessing time, then you, you will also respond, blessing time. Take out a good offering and give to the Lord. Oyapa, which pocket do most people go to? Right. The red notes. The one they call Shemin Semimoja. Yeah. That's the one we like to give to God. And it's not like you don't have the powerful notes. It's not like you don't have them. You have them. But you, you are not fully committed to, 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 the, to the church family that you belong to. And so you don't give well. You don't, you don't, don't give your tithe. Look. <laughs> I'm not going to put a gun to anybody's head. And say that if you don't pay your tithe, you die. <laughs> or I'll shoot you. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to force anybody or manipulate anybody to give. I need you to grow up and out of your own deep understanding that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that God wants you to sow good seeds so that you can reap a good harvest. And therefore, depending on the, on the size of the harvest I want to reap, I'm going to sow a good seed. That's how your mind should work as a Christian. And it should be seen in how generously you give and how cheerfully you give. Because he says, he who soweth sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who soweth bountifully will also reap bountifully. But what you give, how much you give, is a great revelation about your commitment to God and to your church family. It is. There are no two ways about it. And the believers in the church that we read about here, those who joined the church in Jerusalem in the early days, they were fully committed to what they were doing. They were. And they joined the thing properly. They were in church all the time. And that is why I'm submitting to you, my friend, that that is one of the attitudes that you must have, which is an attitude of, I am joining my church family properly and I'm going to be fully committed to it. And those of you watching me, it's important that you do this. Thank God for technology. And I'm looking directly at you. Either you're watching me now or you watch me later. If you're watching me later, don't turn it off. Continue watching and hear what I'm saying to you. I'm explaining to you that thank God for technology. Thank God that I can be here at the beautiful Shy Hills and be ministering the word of God to you. You are in your house at Katamanso at Community 25. At Bechele, at Kakasunanka, at Official Town, at Weja, at Bawe, at Ablekuma. God bless you. Thank God for technology. It's as, it serves a good purpose. And I personally believe that all these technological discoveries and, and breakthroughs and all of that are actually inspired by God and the Spirit of God. However, technology was never meant to take the place of gathering physically. If you can, 
of course i don't it would be it would be unreasonable for me to expect that on a wednesday evening like this a service that runs for just one and a half hours you will trap from work you will leave where you work at the ministries and say you are coming for midweek service at uh, shy hills by the time you get here we've closed i admire your commitment but of what use is it it doesn't make sense so the only thing you can do is to join in but don't let these technological things make you now begin to think wrongly that you can just wake up and decide that you can come to church but you just wake up and say um, hey, I say mune bisao. Mm. meanwhile the muna that is the, the cloud in the sky is just the size of my fist and you are explaining and saying that that was the same kind of thing that Elijah saw and not long after that there was a major thunderstorm so because I can see a cloud the size of my fist in the air it means that it's a sign of great rains so and mean to mean I don't know whether mayor they may online yeah of late you hear a lot of people saying that may mayor online so fantastic this online thing it really helped us during the COVID lockdown period and all of that it really helped but it was never meant to take the place of gathering physically that's why it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching Hebrews 10 25 so you must be properly committed you must be properly committed the reality of the situation is that you cannot be in church i mean you may want to be genuinely you want to be in church every sunday make that your aim make that your goal that you would always be in church for all the meetings but the fact of the matter is that there will definitely be times and situations that will come up that will not make it possible for you to come and me as your pastor i don't have a problem with that I don't have a problem with that at all it may surprise you that there are times when i myself will tell you that don't come because by the grace of god i have moved beyond a, a certain way of thinking to be the opposite of the ball world cup are but don't be confused you must be properly committed to what you're doing and it's one of the attitudes that you must develop which is an attitude of if this is the church family that i want to be a part of then the thing i am joining it properly and i'm going to be fully committed to it but i will not be what i will not be a fanatic ladies and gentlemen it's time i'll continue next week wednesday rise to your feet and let's close today's service are you angry that i just shared two points because i spoke under inspiration there are many things that i said that i didn't plan to say many of the things that i said i didn't rehearse them i didn't i haven't even thought about them in that sense that i'm coming today to say this day there are things that i had planned to say and a lot of those things i didn't even say them <laughs> because if i had said them would have been done with it so please don't take for granted many of the things that i've said here and i'll suggest strongly to you 
that go back and listen to this message over and over again because there are some very powerful truths in it for you that will guide you guide your behavior as a member of the body of christ let us pray father we thank you in the name of jesus for tonight we are so blessed for the word that we have heard about our church family and the attitudes that we must demonstrate and we must have towards our church family i pray in the name of jesus that your holy spirit will help us to develop these attitudes so that we can be pleasing unto you because the church is important to you jesus gave his life and shed his blood for this church family and you would want us to behave properly towards it and have the right attitudes towards it thank you father for everything we've heard here today if there's anything that was said that was not of you father forgive in the name of jesus but bless us today in jesus mighty name let everybody say amen Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.